Hey there, everybody. It's Troy. I'm cutting into the feed this week just to let you know that we recorded this episode, as some of you may or may not know, uh, last Wednesday before the events of this weekend occurred. Um, and uh, so keep keep in mind as you're listening to the episode that we were not aware of what uh, happened this weekend. Our thoughts and uh, uh, what can you say at this point in time uh, to everybody in El Paso and in Dayton, Ohio. We know we have some friends out in Dayton. I certainly have somebody who actually lives in the Oregon District and uh, hearing her uh, side of things has been uh, very uh, sobering. So uh, I just remind everybody out there, please just be kind to each other. Uh, compassion goes a long way. I know we live in an age of cynicism and uh, just just be kind to one another. And even if you don't agree on things or even if you don't see eye to eye with everybody, just be be kind and be respectful. That's all that we can ask for. But on that note, we're going to go ahead and, and roll the episode as it was on Wednesday. Simpler times. Attention shoppers. There are a wide variety of crossword items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad Podcast for the week of August 5th, 2019. This week on the episode, we've got a little bit of a thought experiment. We're going to play Elseworlds, Mirror Universe, What If. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about what if Ghostbusters 2 was a smash success, the summer of 1989. What if it was the biggest movie, and what would that mean for the franchise from that point forward? Join us. It's fun. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. Felt great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Started watching Stranger Things, though. Oh. So that's a good. How how far are you? I uh, uh, I mean, spoiler territory in case anybody's listening. But uh, where where are you at? Third episode, I think. Dustin is busy uh, trying to decode. Oh, okay, so you're at the, the message. Yeah, trying to decode the message. Oh, yeah. you're getting into good stuff. Yeah, enjoyed the heck out of it. Um. It's. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that they like it better than the second season, and admittedly, like going yeah. back and watching the second season, there are a lot of like, oh, why did they do that? Uh, yeah, but moments. I heard, but, I heard people, I heard people say that in the second season, about the first season. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, but I think, I think that just it, it's getting stronger and stronger as they go. Is is my impression of it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, there's, that's good. Um, I blew through the boys. Oh, still haven't started that. Gotta watch that. I'm still chugging along through Preacher as best I can. Yeah. Um, yeah, the boys. I gotta. I mean, my my man crush for Carl Urban runs deep, <laughs> so I, I gotta dive into that. But there you go. Well, yeah. he's. It's um. <laughs> it continues my theory that uh, Garth Ennis and Mark Millar are better consumed in the movie versions of their stuff. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, because movies cannot get anywhere near the same level of uh, depravity, uh, not yeah. intricacy, depravity, yeah. uh, <laughs> indications of self-loathing, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. You... <laughs> so, and not only that, it has to, in a lot of cases, extend beyond the initial. Like, I, I uh, enjoy, I have a soft spot. It's not a great one, but a uh, great movie, but I do enjoy Wanted, the movie, versus oh, yeah. uh, Wanted, the comic series, because there's a perfect example of Mark Millar going, everything is horrible, and and, and <laughs> it's like, wow, this is like, remember, comics were born out of, uh, like, they presenting heroes of hope and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like that was that was the whole thing. And Mark Morellar writes these stories where like, oh, they're all perverts and they're and they're horrible people. It's like, oh, well, that's just people adhering to the you know Alan Moore, uh, yeah, or like the, Dark Dark Knight Returns, the cool uh, deconstructionist comic yeah, guys. Yes. Yeah, well, but let's put it there. I think it was Mo, yeah, it was Millar who took over on the Authority. So after Warren Ellis, Warren Ellis is a good example. Like Warren Ellis comes from that same generation of comic guys, and he has a super cynical side. Yeah, but he still has a running streak of like hope and all this sort of thing. So he did the Authority, which was let's be honest, completely deconstructionist uh, uh, Justice League type stuff. Sure, right? sure, and. He gets dark too because he does have to. He does uh, embrace that whole idea that, yeah, if you're going to have some god level heroes going at it, it's going to be collateral damage sort of thing. And yeah, no doubt about it. Like they even deal with the fact that oh, there are some there are some city you know wide body counts when in some of their bigger uh, arcs coming together. And then he leaves and Mark Millar takes over. Within two issues, he like floods a like a, a small. City and eight million people die, and it's like, okay, calm down. Uh, you Frank Millard it. Come on, yeah. man. Like it's it's actually you Frank Millard yeah. it. Yeah, it is. It is actually that's funny. Part is is that he instantly go because he he's like yeah superhero fight. It's like, that's not how. I, uh, this is not cheerful. This is me complaining <laughs> complaining about the Marvel uh, movies. Hey, welcome to our pop culture wrap up. Well, that's our show for this week. Uh, uh, we could talk about how uh, they're trying to cast us for uh, the Yes Have Some uh, biopic movie. <laughs> and the hilarious part is is the best that Ryan Dole could do uh, was cast uh, young uh, uh, James. Uh, Corden as me and really old Jim Carrey as you and I'm like that makes no sense whatsoever I'll take it those are bad uh, choices fine. those are bad that's choices fine. Ryan I listening to us have some this past week uh, I, I was very surprised that Richard Dreyfus was not mentioned I know in right any of their castings I'm like you know he he would make a good Craig or a good Jake but uh, uh, he's a bit and well uh, is it I didn't quite figure out like what the rules were. Like, could you take the actor from any time period, or do you have to take it him as he is now? Any time period. Okay, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a young, a young. Uh, let's be honest, a young Richard Dreyfus is more uh, Craig than Jacob. So. Craig, yeah. Although if if they're doing the you know it chapter one it chapter two you know uh, cur- current Richard Dreyfus could play the uh, Craig Goldberg looking back wondering, uh, you know what why. 
Why did I spend so much time talking about wontons? <laughs> I could have been. I've seen that. I've seen uh, old pictures of, of Craig there. Yeah, Duddy Kravitz era uh, Richard Dreyfus would be <laughs> yeah, a good yeah, totally. a good unshaven. Uh, totally. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. All right, sold. Uh, well, if you want to fan cast us, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> please do. Um, but, there's no uh, fan. Come up with better there's, ideas than Ryan yeah, did. There's no that's, fan that casting me. Like, I want Rip Taylor. Inexplicably, I want to be played Rip by Rip Taylor. Ta- oh, he's a god in my country. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Hey, can you tell that it's a slow news week? Hey, everybody, welcome to the cross rip. It's at 10, 15 minutes in, yes. and we're just rambling. Well, we should open by um, uh, reminding people... Uh, stop pestering the production. I saw some more pictures yes, today. Please do. They're not really pestering. There's uh, a lot of. There's more Yeti pictures. Is basically what's going on. And more Yeti pictures. I mean, and it's a, it's a it's one thing too if you're you know walking and you run into one of the celebrities and you take a photo with them. That's that's something different. But like, I, I saw somebody who was like Michael Moore style saying like I'm gonna take a camera and I'm gonna go invade the production and I'm I just wanted to be like no no don't. don't. They're going to bolster security because of you, and they have better things to do. But, <laughs> By um, the way, uh, uh, hugging Ivan Reitman was a, a, a fan fest thing. Do not attempt in Calgary <laughs> because Calgary cops, That's... Calgary cops, uh, good police department, uh, let's just say uh, more than happy <laughs> to deal mm, with a situation yeah. as they see fit, and you don't want them yeah. to be making that call. Don't do that um, don't be just let them make their movie and and we'll all enjoy it uh i'm sure we'll, we'll start getting glimpses sooner than later uh so yes. you know don't, although i saw i saw a piece, a piece of equipment i've never seen before which is essentially the movie version of mr burns's uh sunblocker uh, uh armature uh, yeah <laughs> i was like that's hilarious i've seen i've seen little ones i've seen the little ones that they put up outside of like restaurants and oh, all sure, that yeah. to, to keep the light down or to shade things they had two huge ones it's like we need to cover a bus that's that's about right i mean they're just trying to control the sun yeah uh which uh good on any movie production that's trying to control mother nature but uh, uh, and amusingly jason reitman continues to uh catalog production on instagram by taking pictures of fields and country roads so (laughs) (laughs) which is fine which i mean he's he's got such great compositions that like power pole or whatever the telephone Mm. pole that he took a photo of the other day and everybody's like what does it mean it's a cross does that mean that there's a heavy christianity i'm like guys it is a power pole in the middle of rural calgary (laughs) like it's he's just having fun the uh Um, the prairies look pretty from a certain angle yeah, yeah. Uh, again, the picturesque views are coming in the movie, so get get ready for one that. perfect but, shot. Um, I think we'll have more than one perfect yeah. shot. I'm. Oh, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Uh, Odui needs to. Uh, to to uh, uh, I was about to say needs to step up his game. I was like, what the hell am I talking about? It's like Odui will step up the game uh, in the the franchise. I think. I think we're gonna yeah. have a very composed uh, film here. Yeah. Plus uh, Eric Stielberg's uh, photography and uh, the, the visual effects, it's it's going to be great. So just let them let them work in peace. I'm, I mean, I'll say it every week until everybody listens uh, and we're like, Troy, get, we get it. Yeah, leave them alone. <laughs> leave Brittany alone, everybody. <laughs> uh, there, that's, but, who, uh, that's right, who play you in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there you Rip go. Rip Taylor and uh, uh, and the, YouTube, the what's leave her name? Brittany that's alone right. guy. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, all right, so th- there's like two quick news items, and then we're going to get into our our discussion topic, which I'm actually really excited to uh, to discuss here. So uh, let's hop into the news. We'll rapid fire through that, and then we'll uh, hit our discussion topic. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Chris, there are two news items, and they're kind of barely news items, You're really. Right. Um, but uh, number one, we finally have a release date for Ghostbusters the video game remastered. Uh, yes, according to GameStop, October 4th is the day that you can pick up your uh, hard uh, physical copy of the game, which I would believe means that the digital copy would follow suit and be available on the same yep. day. Uh, so, hey, October 4th, right around the corner. A lot sooner than the December 31st, uh, 2019 date when you pre-ordered uh, that yeah. I know a lot of people were like, why New Year's Eve? I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> that feels a, just that a placeholder. Feels a, yeah, that feels a lot like uh, just needed to plug something into by default into a system. Yeah, yeah. We need to put something in for the release date of 2019, but uh, let's give them every possible last minute by putting December 31st. So um, I actually sat on the GameStop website, I don't know, a couple days ago, and I, I had both the Xbox One and the Nintendo Switch version in my cart uh, to pre-order. And then I was sitting thinking, like, is this excessive? Like, why do I need the Xbox One and the Switch version. I mean, I have the Xbox 360 version. I guess I could keep playing that, but I don't know. I kind of want to have it on both systems. I want to have the portable version of it, and then having my Xbox Live to play the multiplayer, because uh, I'm not a, a Nintendo Online uh, subscriber. Mm. I don't know. That's that's kind of why I think it's going to be worth the extra 30 bucks. But I don't. Are, what, are you planning on picking up either... I don't what what console are you playing on? Do you have a console anymore at this point? <laughs> he laughs. Yeah, you're naive. Uh, you'll get there. <laughs> you'll have your child will grow up and you'll have less time to yourself. I was gonna say because you're you're just on uh, you're on your PC. Yeah, yeah? you're just. I will doing... be getting it on the PC. I don't know how much okay. time I'll have to play on the PC, but the 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 easier, more accessible. Most of my time I put in on gaming is either my phone or on PC right now. So. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, let's uh, let's not uh, let's not kid ourselves. I know I'm not going to have time to play this game. Like, I still have Mario Odyssey that I haven't finished. I have Breath of the Wild that I haven't finished. Um, but uh, I, I mean, especially for the multiplayer and to play through the story mode, that's why I think the Switch version will be great, so I can actually play through the story mode a couple of times uh, through that. But then the multiplayer, uh, I want to hang out with all of our listeners and yeah. That was a lot of fun. That one random Friday night where we hung out till three in the morning. Um, I'm pretty sure but, I'll get the PC just so I have it on hand. I think I'll probably wait until inevitably somebody unloads like a, a an Xbox One copy. Yeah, uh, and then depending on how the next couple of years go, I, I did some real forward planning. I think I may finally break down, and uh, I'd like to get the Switch version. Yeah, but uh, you know, initially out the gate, it'll be uh, be picking up the PC version. So, I mean, we've we've got the movie on every format imaginable. Why not have the video game yeah. on every console and format well, imaginable part too? Part of me realized uh, the other day, I've got, um, I got uh, one of the old. Uh, I don't even know what they. I forget what they call them now, but it was the PS2. 
that they licensed out to somebody to make. So they made this after the initial run of the consoles. So they were much smaller. Right. They were right. like one third the size. I forget what they called them. There was a PS2 Lite or something. I don't know what the heck it was. I'd have to go look it up sort of thing. I have one of those around. I kind of, part of me kind of wants to build it into like a something portable. You know what I mean? Like get a small, uh, like a briefcase kind yeah. of setup or get, something. Get like a yeah. get like a monitor, like a, a, a cheap monitor, build into it and wire it all together. Uh, but yeah, and then have I? I don't. I don't actually own a copy. I'd probably like to get a copy of the. Uh, what do you want to call it? The stylized kid version of the 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 game. <laughs> The definitely not Dapper Dan Shoning version. Absolutely not at all. Nothing to do uh, with that. Lest. Yeah, exactly. Poor Dan. Uh, for a lot of reasons. Like, I didn't get it at the time. And in retrospect, I'm like, why did I not do this? Because uh, the single player, I mean, not just visually, but plays slightly different. Because it was obviously being run by a different development team. And you know how those things are. Sometimes they slightly diverge from one another. Uh, it has alternative lines of dialogue uh, Yeah, all that sort of like thing. That. And then and, the multiplayer yeah. is a different type of multiplayer. Like you can, uh, I seem to recall it, you could play as a ghost, right? It wasn't the same co-op kind of gameplay that, the other game had yeah. It was, there was like a hunter hunted yeah, uh, Jurassic which, Park video game uh, again. Kind of thing. It, given yeah. the kind of systems it was being put out on, it was uh, you could apparently play again. And this is a good reason to get it because I need to confirm some of these things as true or not. But also was supposedly you could play split screen. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, ah, golden eye style. Golden eye style. I like but it. the whole point is, is like yeah, I need to. I need. I need that copy to complete my old version of the game which I have the Xbox 360 and the PC version of. Uh, and then, um, boy, that'll be a fun one. I guess my Steam account will have two copies of Ghostbusters the video game now. <laughs> one remastered. <laughs> one, one not, one. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then get the new one that I can actually play when I have a moment. For the 30 minutes I have to actually play and then never play it again. PC, yeah. and yeah. then the Xbox One, because I'm pretty sure that sooner or later I will uh, upgrade. Even if I miss the Xbox One window, whatever comes after the Xbox One, I have a sneaking suspicion that the Xbox One version of the game will probably, if not initially, yeah, will probably eventually be backward, be backward compatible. compatible. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, get a Switch one, because actually I think I just kind of want to get a Switch anyways. I think the Switch is going to be uh, very much uh, uh, Game Boy-esque. I think that piece of hardware is just going to roll out for... Years and years and years and years. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you've you've talked me into it. I'm going to get two copies. There then. you go. I, or I may get the physical copy of the Xbox One and then the, the digital of Switch or vice versa. Yeah, do like know. do like me. Out, Just get get a copy for the the hardcore console later on, and then get the uh, get something you can play right away. Yeah, yeah. I'm old. I like having the physical media. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the old crotchety guy that's like, I want my discs. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so anyway so october 4th uh that's the release yep. date uh again i know we're talking about the multiplayer but please don't forget that the multiplayer will not be available on launch date that's uh coming a little further down the yeah. line but um but it should not be too far behind so pick it up you can play through the story mode and by the time you finish that up uh, then you can move into the multiplayer hopefully by about that yeah. time um 
one more quick news item, uh, Fright Rags. We talked about this, I don't know, maybe a month and a half, two months ago. We knew that they were up to something, and finally uh, the, those items are up for sale. Yes. Uh, they're going fast. By the time you listen to this, if you haven't acted, you might want to go do it right now. Like, pause, <laughs> pull your car over to the side of the road, and uh, hit frightrags.com because so they have two t-shirts uh, they're both super cool i really like the the artwork on both of them oh okay um, slow down there two i thought there was more than two. that oh i've only seen the oh, two the... there's the one that's the four guys with the sort of like poster art looking yeah. one uh then there's the sort of skeletal hand with the phone like the yes. advertisement for uh, who you're gonna call, there, and that those are the only no, two I've there's seen. A fire, are there there's more? a fire hall ecto and uh, slimer one. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, one. Yeah, let me call up the. Uh, uh, what, is there like a different Canada? Oh no, website. No, not the. All right, well while you're, you're doing just, that, so you're I, just inattentive. I, That's what it is. No, no, it's it's right here. Just. Uh, Relax. Holy cow. Well, I was going to talk about I'm they also have uh, pins. Four shirts. Pins available. All right. So there's four there's shirts. the guys. So uh, title logo and the four guys, Slimer, and it says who you're going to call. Very cool. The Ghostbusters, uh, the the zombie hand holding the slimed uh, phone. Very cool. There's the Fire Hall, Ecto, and Slimer. It's at... Um, Oh it's yeah. That's okay, the, so it's a little further down. Yeah. They've got the gatekeeper, baseball shirt. And then they got well, baseball and regular tee. It's the uh let's call it yeah. metal metal style. It's very um uh motorhead esque is basically what I guess what they were trying to go for. Um, um, and then there's uh socks. Uh each oh, and then the pins. And the pins. Right. Oh my god, the pins. Oh wait! I think I I think I interrupted you. You were talking about the fire hall, the ecto, and and the slimer. Were you about to say that it looked like the storybooks, like the the square, uh, you know, sticker uh, storybooks that you would buy at the book fair? Because that's what that yeah, reminds me I'll, of. With it's, that. it's a little bit of that, and and partially because the slimer is from that um, old art style uh, guide that they had. For a pet. Yeah, the distraught, the distraught slimer. Slimer. Uh, Oh, that's the only way I can, ex- you know what? I can explain that it. That is a fantastic idea. We should really <laughs> go through all these repeated elements and give them uh, informal names so that we know what the hell we're talking about. Which one is which? Well, because yeah. the, the group shot of them, for example, shirt has the uh, slimer that's, it's the, it's taken from uh, one of the, the making of effects shots. It's been. It's yeah. What would we call him? Yeah, I, Trick Trickster I Slimer. Know, yeah. He's kind yeah. of uh, playful. It's Slimer. literally him yeah. from the movie, just not in photo form. Somebody went in and and basically, uh, you know, made some sweet sweet uh, art out of it. But it's the exact. It's the exact same. And we've seen that picture a million and one times. Um, uh, yeah, it's great. They have the number and everything. Five 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 two three six eight. Yeah. Yeah. These these are awesome. I mean, I I've had uh, the group shot. Uh, a t-shirt in my cart and if you sign up you can get 15% off if you give them your email address they'll send you a code uh, which gets you you know two three bucks off of the yeah. shirt um, and uh, now that I know about this Ecto one I might you pick that go one up it. too but it's the pins to be honest though that I got a million and one t-shirts um, I, I don't know the the one with the hand in the phone kind of calls to me but man those pins yeah, I mean, so there's uh, Stay Puffed, there's Gozer, Slimer, a Terror Dog, 
Library Ghost. It's a um, it's a good uh, rogues gallery of the first movie uh, with uh, two Stay Puffs because it seems impossible to do anything with Stay Puffed without doing the happy and mad <laughs> versions of it. Yeah. Speaking of your variants of Slimer, you've always you you've got to have the variants of Stay Puffed. Yeah, yeah, they missed the boat by not. What they did is they took Slimer and then there's an ultra rare. Uh, uh, let's see, note pins glow in the dark version. It says ultra rare. Yeah. I don't know if that means they've just made less of them, but you can order them, or if they're because they call it. Oh, it's their blind box. Oh God! They're, I was gonna say that's what I'm not clear on. Their blind boxes. Yeah. So you order like two or three of them, and then you just randomly get whatever guess, it is that they they send to you. Is what it yeah, seems like. Buy five and trade the doubles with people. Yeah. But the, if that's the case, the the blind box thing, they missed the boat because there's two terror dogs, and they only did one. So, <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah, you could do your Vincent yeah. Zool, but didn't do it. So, yeah, so that's what you do. So, at fifteen bucks a pop, uh, limited to a thousand of wow. them, uh, you you uh, <laughs> you you roll the dice and you see which ones you get. Um, and they come in a ghost trap box yeah. uh, that is uh, is pretty cool. It's got a like a. They're really making the presentation on this uh, as Fright Racks uh, usually does, yeah. but. Um, so, uh, so check those out. It's, uh, fright rags.com. That's where you can pick those, uh, t-shirts and pins and socks up. And, uh, while you're there, uh, get yourself a silent night, deadly night t-shirt or something and, and call it a day. Uh, but yeah, very, very cool. And especially the art style is, is also very yeah, cool. Yeah. If you pick them up, if you order them, as you listen to this, they'll get them to you pretty quick. Cause it says they're going to ship them, uh, the week of August 16th. Yeah, so right right around the corner. Um, I also noticed they uh, released uh, a rarity level image. Mm. So Slimer is the ultra rare, the glow-in-the-dark Slimer. Right. Uh, the next uh, rarest is Angry Stay Puffed and Slimer, regular Slimer. And then I guess you'd, I don't know what, common? Stay Puffed, uh, Terror Dog, Gozer, and Library Ghost. So. I mean, yeah, friendly, friendly, friendly. Stay puffed is the yeah. common one, and and yeah, that makes it does. sense. Um, but uh, <laughs> and it makes oh, it makes cool. a nice pyramid. Maybe that's why they didn't do two terror dogs. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> yeah, you have symmetry. It's all about the symmetry. <laughs> I can only hope that this does well because then maybe they'll turn around and do a, a Ghostbusters two one or uh, yeah, or if maybe we get to uh, this time uh, next year, they'll uh, double up. Ghostbusters 2 with maybe something from the new movie so they can get that that's my that collection of yeah. seven pins uh, drawn from uh, from the two following movies or a uh, little answer to the call too actually you know what that would work pretty well Jason Reitman's looks like it's not go- exactly going to be like uh, my feeling is it doesn't feel like it's going to be super creature heavy that's just me so maybe you yeah. got one from that and then two from answer the call uh, maybe a Rowan and a, um, what's the other one that'd be good? Oh, uh, what's uh, it? Mayhem? Mayhem, obviously. Maybe. Duh. Yeah. And then four from Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Vigo. Scolari, Vigo. Two Scolari brothers, and we need one more. Uh, Jogger Ghost. Ooh, good one. Jogger Ghost would be a good one. Yeah. And then you could, uh, yeah. There we go. We've done your work for you, Fright Rags. You just, just yeah, do it. Yeah, there you go, Fright Rags. You're welcome. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's funny because I was thinking with Jason Reitman's movie, knowing that it's kind of it's going to veer 
toward the original film, sort of in that uh, horror comedy genre a little bit more. Yeah. I, I figure it's a no-brainer for Fright Rags. But yeah, I, I wonder if their license does extend to uh, the second movie in uh, Answer the Call. I don't and, know. Yeah, but uh, I mean, and, and it's probably all contingent upon their sales for, for this, this first one, run. Yeah. To be completely honest, so if you want them, go pick them up and show them that you care and you want them. And, yeah, I can't. I can't uh, imagine we'll a thousand of these things. A thousand of each of these things. I don't think that's going to last too long, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll go quickly. <clears throat> but uh, so so at any rate, uh, yeah, Fright Rags. Uh, make sure you uh, spend some money there. Uh, GameStop. Go pre-order your uh, remastered video game. And as everything that we talk about on this show, um, I'm broke already by the end of this episode. Our L Dad Barge, or what did you come up with last week? L, L Dad Barge. L Dad Barge. Yeah, that's uh, we're we're co-oping. Uh, yes, have some barging <laughs> with our own variant here. Um, all right. Well, so Chris, we have about a half hour left yes. here. Uh, we have a, a discussion topic that has kind of been teed up and it's kind of funny because I was listening to Kevin Smith's, uh, fat man beyond podcast and somebody brought it up in their Q and a, and I was like, ah, man, we should really dive into that discussion topic. It's one of those things that we kind of have put on our, like, Hey, if we ever have a slow week, we can always talk about X, Y, or Z. And, and this has been one of them. So, um, I thought we could spend some time just, again, this is free form, uh, conversational. You and I have nothing planned here, no. so God help us. Um, but I thought we could talk about a little bit of Ghostbusters Elseworlds, a little bit of what if scenario, because in the, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, Mark Bernardin podcast, somebody says, look, any property, any storyline, any character, if you could do an Elseworlds or a what if story, what would you do? And that was the question. And the two of them riffed on it pretty well, but it really gets you thinking about Ghostbusters. What, and and not necessarily just to the uh, the narrative or the characters or the movies themselves, but some other scenarios that I think I could kind of bring up, and then maybe the conversation will take us in some interesting directions here. But uh, so good point to mention that there was a one shot comic back last year. I want to say, has it been two years? At I this think it's point? been two years at this point unbelievable yeah. time is flying man i can't believe it i sound old i'm sorry but it's it's true <laughs> um but yeah there was a great idw comic uh kind of a what if scenario that if uh, crossing the streams didn't work for the ghostbusters and gozer uh took over and and got exactly what uh they wanted what what would have happened uh, and it was a funny weird it bizarre was. Go- ghostbusters shot. deviations Deviations. That was what it was. We actually have an episode in our back catalog. If you want to go back and listen to it, uh, where we, we sort of talk about that, but, and, and that's funny. That's where this conversation topic stemmed from. And if it was that long ago, we haven't talked about it yet. So that's kind of funny. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Can I, can I float one for us to start with Chris? And then we'll just sort of see what uh, comes out of that. Oh my God. That came out March 16th, 2016, 2016, over three years. Back, back uh, in the the Ooh. early salad days of this Anyways, podcast. Um, um, so, so here's the one that I wanted to talk about sure. first. What if Ghostbusters two, when it came out in 1989, uh-huh. uh, summer of '89, very formidable. Uh, you know, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, yep. uh, Star Trek, uh, every anything and everything came out the summer of 1989, and poor Ghostbusters two kind of got buried. What if Ghostbusters 2 was the smash hit? What if it did better than Batman? If it was the summer, uh, the big summer movie? 
if it was the big summer movie that went over gangbusters mm. was the number one uh, box office champ um what would that have done for the franchise would that have teed up uh, ghostbusters 3 happening sooner than it's happening mm. now in uh, in 2020 and not the 1900s uh what what effect do you think that a more successful ghostbusters 2 might have had on the franchise man that's a good one well it wasn't exactly a flop because that one movie continued to power what another three years of real ghostbusters of real ghostbusters and the merchandise to go with it but but at that point too that was sort of the beginnings of you know, 87, 88, 89 was when Ninja Turtles started yeah. to turn the corner and start to take some of the the uh, the thunder from Ghostbusters. And then, of course, Batman, you know, Batmania is uh, wide, widely documented. So uh, that took some of the attention away from Ghostbusters. Yeah, I don't honestly know um, if it did bigger and better. Well, yeah, I think I think we probably would have gotten a third movie. Um, I just, and part of me has to wonder if maybe the, the whole deal might see the trouble is, is we now know in retrospect that part of the reason why a third movie didn't get made was the way they had structured the whole rights thing going into the second movie. Yeah, that's a good point. What if that was actually a detriment? What if the second movie doing much better was even more detrimental to the franchise? Yeah, see, the trick is, is well, yeah, because this is the thing. I, I, I don't think the performance of the second movie ever really impacted the possibility of doing a third because it made money. It made pretty good money. Yeah. Um, and I think any studio would have went, you know, because they were already – looking down the barrel of, uh, you know, uh, uh, three, uh, Star Wars movies. Uh, when did, uh, Last Crusade come out? I think last, I, I, it's funny. We're going to the same place. I was trying to look up June, 1989 yeah. film releases because I know that, that, you know, Ghostbusters two was in June. I believe Batman was right before the July 4th weekend. Yeah. Um, and that, again, that's kind of what overshadowed it. And Ivan Reitman knew that he, he knew that Batman was right around the corner because he was involved at one point. Uh, but that's a, another podcast for another time. Yeah. Um, but let's see. So June 9th was Star Trek five, June 16th was Ghostbusters two. Then June 23rd was Batman and honey. I shrunk the kids. Right. So. So and looking at the so they have box office here. Yeah. Ghostbusters two pulled down some pretty, you know, two hundred and fifteen million compared to Batman's four hundred and eleven yeah. million. Not not anything to two hundred fifteen. Oh, but remi- remember that God. thing maybe got made for what forty five million. Depending on the yeah, I don't know what the budget on it. Was I don't know what the, it, they never they never the really actors. they never really talked about it. Too oh, much. And so, okay, Last Crusade was May twenty fourth. Can we talk? Okay. So this is so, I, we've been we've been really like threatening to do a summer of eighty nine <laughs> podcast for yes have some. Yeah. So May twenty fourth, Indiana Jones: Last Crusade, 
June 2nd, Dead Poet Society. June 9th, Star Trek V. June 16th, Ghostbusters 2. June 23rd, Batman and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. June 30th, Do the Right Thing and Karate Kid Part 3. Yeah. July 5th, Weekend at Bernie's. July 7th, Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, we're not done. July 14th, a James Bond movie came out, Licensed to Kill, matched with When Harry Met Sally. Like, what was happening? I was eight years old, and I was right in the middle of this crazy thing, and I can't believe it myself. But so Columbia would have been looking around at, you know, three Star Wars, five Star Trek, three Indiana Jones, uh, Lethal Weapons, you know, starting to set itself up. Like, there's no way they could hand over, you know, $45, $50 million, make 215 back, and not go, well, let's try a third one. Do you know what I mean? But the trouble then is, is like, remember the way it was structured, there had to be an okie-dokie from five different parties. Like, that's always been a huge problem. I think for, you know, it could have been three times as big. And how do you get Bill Murray on board? Because it didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that the performance of the movie would have changed, you know, the Bill Murray reluctance to do a third. And worse yet, uh, everybody was standing in everybody's way in terms of perhaps doing a third, but not have, you know, everybody on board. Uh, You know, if Bill Murray wanted to sit it out, doesn't necessarily mean it's still easy enough, easy to put that deal together. So, but I mean, and, and if the movie did unbelievably well, let's say that it comes out and it does half a billion dollars just for, uh, whatever sake, does, does Bill Murray then have, the fuel to come back and say, well, I'm not doing a third movie unless you give me this ridiculous payday. And then the studio goes, Nope, no, we're never going to do that. And then a third movie never happens. It's kind of the same, same setup, right? It's, it's possible that we would be in the same scenario that we were in up until 2016, where there was just a stalemate. (laughs) Like nobody wanted to make a movie because nobody would blink. Now that said, we learned from the wild and crazy guys book, Bill, not exactly holding out for money on these things. Um, it was a, a couple of personal grudges, if uh, memory serves. Personal grudges, sure. Uh, but but at the end of the day, my point is is that if he came to them with some sort of "I'll do it if," I don't think it would have been money based. I wonder if it would have been a, like perhaps him wanting to do something beyond. You know what I mean? Like sort of razors, sort of like how the. <laughs> He got on board with the first one, which was, please do my Razor's Edge movie. And they did. Um, yeah. There, probably, I feel there would have been more room for him to, because uh, remember, he wandered off and hid in Paris and got, you know, he was already kind of, you know, the guy who was reading Razor's Edge and all that, trust me, does the first movie, makes a bunch of money, goes to Paris. It's not like he's not going to come back with a bunch of really high concept <laughs> Uh, uh, stuff that he might <laughs> yeah. be interested in doing something yeah. with. So, all right, I'll do Ghostbusters too if you let me do a sequel to Where the Buffalo Roam or something like that, or, like, or whatever new had caught his fancy, sort of thing. Because remember, yeah. if everything he did, you know, if it wasn't something that he, you know, was driving himself like quick change, it was, you know, all these other things where he just wanted to work with somebody that he, you know, uh, him and Wes Anderson, like yeah, that sort of thing. Somebody that had a vision yeah. sort of thing. I'm wondering if there might not have been at that time 
it could have maybe gotten around it by if the money was huge enough and they were obviously quite because this is the thing that money wasn't huge enough for people to uh, 215 million at that time is big enough for people to put some effort into it and they did but not enough that it has to happen at which point people start you know, cutting, you know, doing a little bit of horse trading and all that. Like if it, if it had done Batman money of 400 million in 1989, I think, I think they probably would have done anything, but in, but what we encountered was them, there was a limit where everybody went, yeah, it was pretty good. Maybe it makes some more money. Let's see. No, this is too much of a pain in the ass. And they put it away and they'd come back and look at it every three years. Nope. Too much of a pain in the ass. And <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. So if it was the economics of it all, it seems uh, like. if, yeah. it, if it made Batman money there, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's sort of like saying, uh, you know, just try to imagine the deals that are getting made over Mar- the Marvel movie stuff. Right. Like, They'll do, people will do any, like, that's how the Blade movie got made. Hi, I'm an Oscar winner, and I would like to be Blade. And they went, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Not a problem. Let's do this. Um, so, yeah, 400 million, let's, you know, 400, you're saying 400 to 500? Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, so let's say, let's say it does really yeah. well. And then just for the sake of conversation, let's say that they greenlight a third movie and in 1991, 1992, you know, roughly three to four yeah. years after Ghostbusters 2, a third movie comes mm-hmm. out. Then what? What What if that third movie did come out in the 1990s? Does that increase the longevity of the franchise? Is that sort of the... You know, if you look at uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which came out in 1989, that was kind of the end of the franchise. Do you think that a third Ghostbusters movie would have put some finality on uh, on things? And would we even be talking on a Ghostbusters podcast at this point? Because, hey, the franchise is done. Hey, they, they did their trilogy. Three movies <sighs> yeah. is traditionally what we do. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think it would that be the bookend that sort of closed things. I think there's a very good chance of that. Remember, because it's like three Star Wars, three Back to the Future. um, What else? Like the. the, I mean, three act structure of stories in general. I mean, the the second movie didn't exactly end on like a Empire Strikes Back, like end of the second act kind of uh, thing. But I, I, yeah, I guess I don't know if that's a that's a must when you're doing trilogies. Maybe. I don't. That's a that's a whole other film theory debate right there. Yeah. Uh, three Indiana Jones. It is quite possible that they they would have you know gone all out. Um, the trouble is is that the other thing to take into account is that Ghostbusters, both Ghostbusters, the bits that shine most are kind of born of the weird lightning in a bottle chemistry of the movie because remember we've talked about this the the ghostbusters for example should not work as a movie it doesn't have a lot of the things that you know what i mean like it's do people evolve not really are there arcs no No. like and in fact that's isn't that what christopher mccrory was talking about with his sort of analysis of ghostbusters like uh, on paper this movie should not not work and as you say they do the second one where they basically repeat the first one which which means it's not an empire strikes back it's not a indiana jones didn't really have a, a hanger like so there's a good example of a trilogy that didn't have its beginning middle and end 
the same way. Like it had it had three distinct Indiana Jones story movies is what it had. So Ghostbusters could have done the same thing versus like Back to the Future, which had its, you know, I don't think they intended it to, but it ended up having a beginning, middle and end kind of structure, sort of like Star Wars. So yeah, I'm thinking, so let's see here. You're talking, you said 91, 92, 92? Yeah, that would be my guess, like 91, 92. All right, so here's what happens. They, um, it comes out, it does, uh, I guess, pretty good, probably okay. Uh, God, I can only imagine what it would be. So, I get, well, we actually can kind of guess, because uh, it would have been Hellbent, I guess, right? Because that was the... Remember, uh, my website started on the basis of Dan was talking about a movie where Ghostbusters go to hell, and that would have been ninety five. Ninety five. So, so that that idea in theory was up there in the attic of of Dan's head, uh, ready ready to go. I mean, would that have been the third movie? I mean, that, I guess that would make sense. Why not? Yeah, if you have to one up yourself after two successful movies. It's either Ghostbusters in space or Ghostbusters there's, in hell. There's, there's a do? good. There's a good. I'd have to double check a bunch of stuff. We found out about it in 95, 95, You know, ninety six. That this was the one of the. This was the the premise. But I seem to recall he mentioned somewhere that this was a thing that he was kicking around uh, way earlier. So, it, but it, I think it's it's not too much of a leap to say the idea was there. Uh, an, enough that it could have been formed and cranked out for a movie in 92. So they do Ghostbusters uh, in Hell. They do Hell Bent. Uh, that's kind of fun and cool. Great, they do that. Um, I think the, uh, maybe the animated, like the show gets a third version of it. So it went from real Ghostbusters Slimer and the real Ghostbusters, which kind of overlapped. And I'm wondering if maybe then, a la, you know, recite, you know, rebooting Scooby-Doo a couple, a couple million times, you know, after that movie. Cause so the, the original ones kind of petered out 91, say they peter along to 92, then they kick off a new, uh, animated movie, I guess kind of bringing things, probably more real Ghostbusters-esque, just kind of bringing uh, yeah, everything back s- up. skewing a little older, because you've, you've got kids now that watched Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters in 88, 89, yeah. 90, 91, 92, say 93, so they're starting to get into their, like, pre-teen. Yep. They're, they're looking for something a little older. And when did, and, it's going back to Batmania, when did the Batman animated series start? That was... 91 Okay, so perfect. I want to say a couple of years So after. what they would have done is they would have they would have 92. done a new animation animated series that skews a little older uh, uh you know because Batman the animated movie proved that you could do that or not the animated movie the animated uh, series proved that you could do a cartoon that you know wasn't a straight up kids one, right? So they do that one around 92. That one could have a good Minimum three year run, I think. So ninety five. Yeah, you're into ninety five, which is about the time we started hearing about uh, extreme, extreme Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. So there's your your handing, you're passing the torch to the next generation of yeah. The uh, the guys are getting older. What if Extreme Ghostbusters 
was a live action movie at that point. Like what if that's what they had been developing yeah. for those three years that we watch whatever the animated series is that continues. So yeah, you get out a third movie uh, and everybody then probably is, they managed to get out the door, but in postmortem discussions and all that, probably execs, etc., would go, okay, whatever deal we hashed out on two nearly made it uh, impossible to make this third one. And, you know, three universes over, we all have a shudder goes down our spine as we go, that's exactly what happened here. <laughs> um, so instead of the whole yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, and then finally they scrabble something together and 2016 gets made, they restructure the deal at the back end of that, right? It becomes, again, uh, and on the basis of that, you know, Bill goes, I will do it if. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Harold, probably the same thing. That's great if, you know, I get to, you know, bring me on for three movies I want to make or something like that. Like, everybody's now in a position to move and shake in Hollywood even more than they they were previous. Um, at that point, I mean, this is the trouble with speculative stuff, is that we're now packing speculation on top of speculation on top of speculation. Oh, but <laughs> I, I think that's kind of the wonderful th- Like, I'm sitting here looking at the time I've allotted for us, and I'm like, we're going to only get to one question, and this is kind of great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's... It, is it, it? 2016 would be completely different. I'm doing different. my Thor now. Is it really great, though? Uh, is, it? is it really? But I, yeah, I mean, if, you know, tw- if 25 years have passed from whatever that movie was in 1991 yeah. to 1992, yeah. uh, and, and in 2016, essentially for all intents and purposes, that's when we got a third Ghostbusters movie in 2016. Yeah. Yes. I know it was a reboot and it was totally different and it didn't, ha- it wasn't all the things that we yeah. know, but they, they could have in theory rebooted Ghostbusters still if we would have gotten a trilogy plus maybe even a fourth movie in yeah. whatever, 95, uh, in theory, Answer the Call could have still happened in this I scenario. would like to go a slightly different way. I'm not saying you're wrong. That is a definite possibility and it is fun to think about. I would like to think that around that same time in the late 90s, if this stuff was still trucking along, in not instead of, I think they still would have happened too, but along with a series of TV shows that Mm. loved and kind of uh, rode the wave of the whole uh, taking everything serious, but it still comes out funny, supernatural kind of uh, shows, a la Buffy and all that. I think instead of a fourth, I'd like to think it would have went to TV. That the makes late nineties, uh, that and that theoretically that may even could have been the extreme Ghostbusters. I don't think they would have called it extreme Ghostbusters either necessarily, or maybe they would have. But as you said, live action instead of animated, uh, <sighs> make it a, do the show right again. Buffy was doing so good for the CW with a bunch of teenagers fighting vampires and monsters. I think at that point, Sony Columbia, whoever I think Sony maybe had it by that point, could would have just went because Sony television had their television arm and all that would have went, Oh, uh, a series that appeals to teenagers do it. And so we would have gotten, you know, the extreme, we would have gotten oh Dawson's Creek God. Ghostbusters is what we would have gotten. Yeah. Cause remember that nineties period was nine Oh two one Oh Dawson's Creek, uh, Buffy, the vampire slayer. Like so much television at that time was being aimed at, 
you know, whatever the 14 to to 22 year olds or whatever it is. Like, I don't know what demographic they had in mind, but there was so much of that right then. I think, I think that's probably what we would have seen. I think there would have been all that general talk of, oh, a passing of the torch and all this. And they would have went that way. And it just would have naturally set up the 21st century for movies that built on the back of the Ghostbusters continuing with, you know, the younger oh, team. Man. I mean, well, can I can I tell you what we've inadvertently done okay. here? Uh, so knowing that Lethal Weapon 2 came out in July of 1989, yeah. uh, we, in just our speculation upon speculation upon speculation yeah. here, have outlined exactly what happened to the Lethal Weapon franchise. Oh. <laughs> so, so Lethal Weapon 2 had its second yeah. movie, obviously, in 1989. Third movie came out in 1991. Yeah. Uh, the first... Fourth movie. When did the fourth movie come out here? Fourth movie came out in 1998. Yeah. And then the the reboot with air quotes uh, that was on TV came out in 2016. So, so in theory, if we follow the Lethal Weapon template here, that's kind of what we've done. So we get Ghostbusters Hellbent in 1991, 1992. Yep. Maybe a fourth movie that's kind of like, oh boy, this isn't working anymore. Uh, a few years after that, and then here comes the TV show, maybe geared toward a younger audience, a young, younger, hipper, uh, a reboot yeah. with a whole bunch of uh, fresh faces mm, in 2016. In 2016, yeah, but the TV show in '98, maybe. Let's say but, oh, instead of like a Lethal Weapon Four, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. What if Ghostbusters was lethal? Just kidding. We're not going to go down. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I yeah, that's I could see it going that way. But it we've identified the one speed bump, which is the stuff that slowed down the third movie in our reality, still would have been present no matter how much money was made in in an alternate reality. Uh, although the more money made, the more the pressure would have been. That's the only thing that would have gotten around it was it would have more money would have increased the pressure to make, uh, another movie and yeah. people would have started putting in the effort to get over the hurdles. So, cause remember what happened is, is we saw the, the pressure cooker effect of, you know, a 20 year period of, Got a script. Not everybody signed off. Okay, well, we still want more Ghostbusters. Not everybody signed off. For the love of God, we want more Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... An, it wasn't and, and the expectations of the audiences are growing. growing and growing. And growing. And yeah. the studio still wants it and still wants it and still wants it. But... And it reached... The, so instead of... A, that's what I think it happened. We got more stuff because eventually the studio went, oh my God, we got to do something or this is just... This is just going to dry up and blow away sort of thing. Whereas if it had been an approaching a half a million dollar movie in 89, instead of yeah. a slow pressure, it would have been a, an immediate money thing to, we want more money, uh, make more money. So whatever gets the job done, do it. So if Bill Murray says, I want to be a ghost in it. Great. Do it. Uh, you know, I, or if anybody had a passion project, say yes. If, if anybody wants to, cause at that time, if Bill Murray had stood up and said, I want $10 million to be in it. Uh, yeah, they probably would have thrown $10 million at him. I don't yeah. think he's, I don't no, think we're going to make that 10 million back. Yeah, I, yeah. Cause remember that was the time where, you know, Jim Carrey and them, people were, Ooh, he made $10 million. Like it was around that time that people yeah. were surprised and shocked at people drawing down that kind of money for, 
for their movie franchises. So the, the Tom Hanks uh, model of or Julia Roberts model yeah. of actors. I, yeah. d- I still don't think that Bill Murray would have would have done it for money. Like they talk, mm. they talk. As a matter of fact, I get the impression with Bill Murray, the more you throw money at it, he just starts to laugh at you. Like he just thinks it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's not. It's not about the money. I think. I think literally it would have been a coffee where somebody said, "What do you want to do, Bill?" And he would have laid out a bunch of stuff he wanted. To do. They they were like, "Great! Here's your production office on the lot. Here's a pile of money. Just as soon as you do this uh, third just movie, just so long as you do Ghostbusters yeah. three. Same yeah, exactly. same with uh, Harold Ramis. I think Harold Ramis would have gotten a lot more opportunities faster than he did." Uh, as a director, yeah. writer. Oh, then, sure. Um, Maybe he's directing the third or the fourth movie at that point. Yeah, or, ex- uh, ex- actually, very good point. By that time, because Groundhog Day was... 94? Okay, 95? and then the, what was the movie he did before mm. that? Uh, well, I mean, Vacation. Uh, yeah, and Vacation did, if we recall from the book, did pretty good... But it wasn't. It didn't set the summer on fire, if I recall from. Yeah, but I mean, did did well did, enough to get did him. well enough that if they wanted to do a third Ghostbusters, and they're all kind of like, well, what do we get out of it? Sort of. We're like, eh, maybe not. Uh, okay, what does it take to get you to the table? He goes, I want to make. Again, he may have stuff he wants to produce. He may undoubtedly he had stuff he wanted to do at that time, even in our universe. It's just you know it would have been. For all we know, he could have been working on Groundhog Day by that I point. Mean, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because so, <clears throat> so vacation being 83, Groundhog Day being 93. Right. Okay. What was so he's he's directed Vacation before he even goes into the original Ghostbusters film. Really? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. That's, that's <clears throat> true. That sounds wrong. National Lampoon's Vacation, 1983. Wow. It always felt like an 85 movie to me for some reason. Yeah. And only kids who watch movies in the 80s will understand what the hell I'm talking about when I say that. Um, <laughs> an 85 movie, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's that's true. Harold Ramis, he could, he could have been either directing a Ghostbusters movie, a Ghostbusters spinoff. Maybe they give him the TV show, John Favreau style or something. Yeah, I think, I think actually, I really yeah. think that Crazy if they had said, we, we want to make another Ghostbusters for 91, 92 or whatever, and he would have, I'd like to direct. Although this is the interesting but, point because oh. he's got, because Ivan is <laughs> still in the mix too. So maybe not, he, maybe he doesn't get the third movie, but maybe he's got something else. Maybe Groundhog Day comes in earlier. Well, I was going to say this, if he's making a third Ghostbusters film in 91, 92, that sort of precludes him from doing Ghostbusters, or from Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. So maybe Groundhog Day doesn't <gasps> happen in 1993 anymore, and and we are deprived of that cinematic history of the one of the best movies that everybody always has on their top yeah, ten list. Yeah, but another interesting point here about the impact on the hmm. franchise is him and Bill don't have a falling out then. They don't have a falling out, which yeah. colors things moving ahead for the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, but really, what we're da- what we we're, we're we're it's the elephant in the room that nobody's talked about. If if Batman didn't come along and and Ghostbusters two <laughs> did great, there'd be no uh, Prince Batman soundtrack. And f- what would we do <laughs> without Party Man? 
And the electric chair. I feel chair. like you're being sarcastic, and I'm not. So I'm not. No, I. When I bought my new car, that was one of the first albums that I played in my car, which doesn't make rules any sense, and but... regulations have no place in this nation. <laughs> party man, party man. Yeah, yeah, oh, so good. yeah. If a man is considered guilty, oh, don't bump. What? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyways. All right, was one one last sort sure. of sub question here uh, because I, I have to bring us to a close somehow. I didn't expect this to happen. This is this is we'll wonderful. have to do another one. Yeah, um, okay. we'll have to do another one. But so so knowing that we're going into twenty twenty here with Jason Reitman's movie that is hearkening, it's it's latching on to this nostalgia craze that we have right mm-hmm. now. You know, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, anything nostalgic, now, uh, Gremlins, Ghostbusters as as part of that. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean. It seems like it's it, Bill and Ted three is coming out next year and so on and so forth. But um, do you if if Ghostbusters two does well, a third movie comes out in 91, a fourth movie comes out a couple of years after that or a TV show or something to that effect. Does Ghostbusters then have the nostalgia factor that is sort of fueling Ghostbusters 2020? Are we in a position where Jason Reitman comes in at at this point in time and says, you know what? I want to do a movie that continues that story that, uh, that, that feeds off of the nostalgia of the original film, uh, that, uh, brings back the original characters. Yeah. Does, does that happen? I d- or yeah. are we at a different point in time in 2020? <sighs> I think possibly we'd be at a different point. Let's put it this way. If the Ghostbusters franchise was perhaps a little bit more high profile, there's every chance that Jason Reitman might not come back to it uh, or have an interest in coming to it. Uh, It's quite possible that there's a lot of, you know, uh, dinner with dad sort of stuff that we will never be aware of that may have fed into this sort of thing. Because um, you know there are indications that you know uh, Ivan was not super happy about the way 2016 rolled out and all that. So you know, imagine grumpy old uh, grumpy grandpa Ivan, you know, grumbling and all this, talking shop with his son, and his son has that shower moment of a great idea and comes back to it. That's what happened in our universe. If I'm thinking, if they did say for the, it, I would like to put another argument in for they go the television route which is the late yeah. 90s doing the television series was not just, oh my God, cable has cracked wide open and now there's all these, you know, like CW and all that that are looking for shows and all that and the teen market is is really hot. The other thing that people were staring at at that time studio-wise for a big source of money was uh, TV box sets, DVDs were huge money massive true. money. Yeah, that's very true. So if true. they came down to, do we want to make a fourth movie where all the actors, you know, their prices are still going up and up and the effects are getting more and more expensive or should we make the 25 episode a season uh, hour long thing with a lower budget and then sell, you know, lost levels of box sets or Buffy levels of box sets. I think they would have gone TV. But here's the thing. You, you go that route, even to the TV, if you did the fourth movie. But I, I think, it, let's just say, and we'll go with this this example here. You go with the TV show. Um, I don't think you end up with with the 2016 because it fills 
it fills that big gap that that led to us getting 2016. I and I can't see a 2016 happening any other time than for 2016. Like this is the one of the things about 2016. I can't imagine th- you know that movie getting made without the people involved. I mean again it's it's it, it's a it's it's a uh, it's an end product of everybody that went into it. Paul Feig and the actresses and all that. You dial five years early. I don't think Kate McKinnon's getting in there. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, and not only that, the pressure from the studio, I'm, I'm saying this because I, in this universe we've created, I honestly think naturally 2016 wouldn't happen. And I'm not saying that to disparage 2016. I want to just make it clear that that's not being disparaging to 2016 and their fans. What I'm saying is I think in this alternate universe, the, the, economic pressures and the studio pressures and all that have shifted enough that making a, everything that led up to making the 2016 movie is not present in this hypothetical that we've created. It's totally different. Yeah. It's, it's created a new climate and environment. So and- imagine, yeah, you launch in 98, a, a TV series, let's say it runs a healthy five seasons. So you get to 2003 and then it ends. Yep. Yeah, and at that point, it could. That's a point where it could just kind of lie fallow. <laughs> Maybe there's a spinoff. That's the other thing. It's Lewis. Better call Lewis. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Better call Lewis. Oh my god, I'm making that T-shirt, oh. Jason. Oh my, Jason god. at Ghostbuster News. You keep your hand off that. That is mine. I, I, give it 24 hours. Tuesday morning, it will be on his <laughs> better call Lewis. t-shirt shop. Uh, oh, it better not be because I really want to make that one now. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> I call yeah, dibs. There you go. It's in, intent is. Excuse copyright. me. I have to write yeah. it down and mail it to myself. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe there's a little something here and there. I think it's uh, moving forward enough that it has like Star Wars and Star Wars prequel momentum. That maybe there's some more kid stuff and all that. You know what I mean? Or it shifts over to another medium. Like Star Wars coasted for a good long while on uh, comics. Like all the yeah. all the Dark Horse comic stuff, there was a period of time where that stuff was really where stuff lived for Star Wars for a five year period on top of so but so I don't think it's an empty void, I think, but there's a coasting. There was a lot of energy up to the end of this hypothetical series or two. And I think what you get then is maybe a decade of trundling along. The the Star Wars never really went away. They always kept making like birch and all that sort of thing on the basis of what came before i think we would have still seen that and i think there was room then that theoretically at the end of that time you know it is quite possible though that a new movie gets made maybe or maybe not jason's i haven't decided but but it seems like it would follow in step kind of with the same thought process that Jason's approaching it with is possibly like, hey, yeah. look all of the people that grew up in 1984 and 1989 yeah. with these movies are now in their 30s with their own yeah. kids and they're experiencing life a little differently I want this movie to be for them and their kids uh, it, it, even if it's not Jason Reitman it could be somebody else that's approaching yeah. it uh, from here's that perspective the, here's but, the here's the thing that here's the thing that would change it Jason was thinking about the first and second movie theoretically he's thinking about the first one and he found an angle but the second one doesn't contradict it we have created a hypothetical third movie that depending on how they carried it out 
may, depending on whatever it was, going to hell or whatever, may or may not have thrown the wrench in what was, you know, sloshing around in Jason's head when he, he may not have hit on this angle because even if he did hit on it, something may have clashed in the third movie. We don't right. know. So, Because our hypothetical universe has ruined it. <laughs> but to make everybody feel better, I'm pretty sure Ecto Cooler never went out of production, let's say. <laughs> that's, that's true. High Seas stock is... <laughs> Uh, Coca-Cola is thriving well, here, thanks to Ecto Cooler. You know, this is, oh my. It's 500th I, year. I'm of, confused why you thought you had to come up with multiple questions because <laughs> this one is feeding well past your half an hour time limit. Like, for example. Uh, that's what we do So, best. for example, yeah. uh, I think the cereals would have went on longer. I think, because remember, we know for a fact that Ecto Cooler was shut down in, when was it? 94. Five, four, 94, possibly even longer if you take into account that there, there was that it it's ecto cooler. They just call, don't they? But it's the tangerine, yeah, tangerine scream, scream or whatever. Or whatever and that it one, was, yeah. So I, yeah, man, you make that third movie, ecto cooler rolls into the twenty first century minimum. And if they do the TV series, maybe Kenner never sells to Hasbro. Oh my God, what have we done? <laughs> that still would have happened. <laughs> yeah, that's but true. yeah, you get the TV show. <laughs> There's an argument to be made that Ecto Cooler never ceases production until maybe oh late yeah. late 2000s early 2010s yeah. maybe yeah. and then and then we end up where we were with 2016 which was they make a fourth movie to cash in on the nostalgia thing and Coca-Cola goes did somebody say money and and <laughs> starts cranking out there. This, this really is a butterfly effect because I feel like it would also affect uh, the Ninja Turtles craze and the Power Rangers craze and all of these things if Ghostbusters still had longevity. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, but, I mean, here's here's how we can kind of wrap sure. things up. Uh, that's not what mm-hmm. happened. Um, everything that happened in the past has happened. Uh, time is a constant. You cannot go back and change it. Uh, even it, even if we tried, if we hopped in uh, Sean Bishop's DeLorean <laughs> and uh, traveled back to 1991 and made this happen, uh, it it's uh, this is where we've ended up. And and I'm I'm happy to be here. I mean, this is just kind of a fun exercise to just sort yeah. of wax uh, down down a conversational path of what we think might happen. But uh, I'm stoked for 2020. I I'm glad that it has happened this way. I'm glad that Paul Feig's movie came out. And, and was that proverbial first pancake uh, off the griddle so that everybody knows uh, what to do and what not to do and how to cook it. And uh, yeah. it just, it works out pretty well. I mean, Jason said it very uh, more articulately than I just did that he kicked down the doors. He, without Paul Feig's movie, Jason Reitman's movie doesn't exist because he yeah. tried something and damn it, if it worked, if it didn't, who cares? But he tried something and it sort of opened that door for everybody yeah, here, else. Here's so. the, here, see, everybody likes to give Paul Feig crap for trying a bunch of stuff that wasn't like the old way, forgetting that so much time had passed since the second movie, a lot of stuff was already going to change. Like if yeah. Ivan Reitman had made, say, a third movie anywhere between 2010, 2016, say, he would have been trying to make a comedy in, you know, in this, in the same 
film comedy field that produced uh, Bridesmaids and stuff like that, right? Uh, American Pie. The, era, the, uh, the eras yeah. of comedy had already sh- – that was always shifted and that's where Paul Feig grew out of and that's where the the, the four uh, leads came from and all that. So that already would have been a thing. Uh, effects had changed three or four times. Like just in the world of computers, right? Like it, it yeah. left. Oh, by 92. It, left, it yeah. left the world of practical and had moved into the world of, of 3D. Uh, I don't think, well, again, Ivan, I guess, did a little in evolution and all that. But, you know, making a big Ghostbusters movie, there's, I don't know. I think I like Jason's point. Like, <laughs> say what you will. Uh, Paul had an idea, Paul ran with the idea and some stuff worked, some stuff didn't. And everybody else, well, everybody else (laughs) gets to look at it and go, Hmm, interesting. We, we will discuss this forever. And then a bunch of other people went, uh, well, that's a different, yeah, that's a different podcast for a different time. <laughs> no, that's, that's uh, been technically the opening yeah. of about three dozen of our episodes, but <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. But anyways, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like what we've proven here is that if our hypothetical universe existed, uh, or if we went back and we changed that one uh, monumental event in Ghostbusters history. We have unraveled space time as we know it, and uh, I like the- <laughs> up is down, left is right. I like that you frame it as we change that one little thing, and that one little thing being we <laughs> the butterfly we wiped effect. an entire massive summer blockbuster out of reality. <laughs> yeah, that's just like a butterfly flapping its wings, Troy. <laughs> Yeah, and, well, and what really hurts is that my favorite Batman movie is diminished uh, in this entire scenario too. So, at any rate, but hey, thanks for joining us on our uh, our our exercise here, conversational exercise, our thought experiment. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers! I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at four seven zero two four two four seven four two. That's four seven zero two G B H Q I C. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Friend is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, Chris, this this episode has been basically our final thoughts the entire time e- here. E- but e- uh, Egon, you got anything to close Egon, us out? This reminds me of the time you tried <laughs> to figure out what would happen if Ghostbusters Two made way more money. That would have worked if you hadn't <laughs> stopped me. If you hadn't stopped me. Uh, final thoughts. Um, yeah, we mostly did a lot of thoughts, um, and we kind of touched on it last week. For the love of God. Stop finding reasons to hate one another as fans, please. Yeah, uh, we'll just leave it there. Nice. I don't have anything Ghostbusters specific other than um, what do they call themselves again? Is it Ice Cream Dice? Did you see my post on that? The tweet? Uh, the, the, the candy, candy corn, corn uh, dice? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, so <laughs> let's talk L, L- Dad Barge. Uh, L Dad Barge. <laughs> Dad Barge is being a lift 
from Yes Have Some, and they call their uh, their their nerd scores barges. They spend you know an expenditure of money on 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 fan nerd collectible stuff is a barge. I believe it started mostly meaning big purchases. Although I've seen some people call yeah uh, you know weekend flea market finds. I barged and all this. I mean, stem, stemming from the uh, Star Wars Hasbro Labs uh, barge. Is that what it is? Whatever. $5,000. Oh, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I decided there needed to be a category which was dad barging. And you and I joked about this. Dad barging is, for example, uh, me going to a uh, used uh, video game store and all that. And they have their uh, three CDs for five bucks. And I find a pristine uh, copy of the Jaws anniversary uh, original soundtrack on CD. So technically, it cost me like maybe two bucks with tax. I'm like, that's a, that's a dad yeah. barge. <laughs> it's like I cannot buy. Not only can I not buy a five thousand uh, dollar uh, sail barge replica, I can barely <laughs> even buy myself like a fifty dollar in betweener <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I, it's two, a $2 CD of the Jaws soundtrack. I'm in. Or uh, I went to Walmart and found by itself, no idea, just this one uh, replica clamshell case of E.T. the Extraterrestrial with uh, the Blu-ray inside I'm like, for eight bucks. I'm like, sold. That is a total dad barge. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, like, ah, can I spend that Oh, eight no. Bucks? There is always uh, the should yeah. I? Should I not? <laughs> the same level of debate is there for the $8 Blu-ray as there is for the $150. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the, the $25 Fright Rags t-shirt. Exactly. Or, yeah. or looking at yeah. me looking at the pins going, one, two, one. I can buy uh, one. One. No, maybe I yeah, should. Yeah, I'll just do one. Let's see what I, yeah. <laughs> but what I did, it's not Ghostbusters related. I, I moved slightly out of dad barging and closer to an actual barge. Uh, well, not a five thousand dollar barge, but now nah, let's be honest, it's a dad barge thing because I did have to hum and hot. It did. It wasn't a super lot, but this place, ice cream dice, they make dice sets. So the standard uh, RPG dice set. So you got one of each, right? Everything from the six to the twenty sided dice. You you've got. The, I think was it a five dice set? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got the you got the you got the six. You got the four. You got the the twelve. Uh, anyways, you got the 10. What are yours? Uh, nine by nine? Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but they custom make them in, they, they pour their resins in these, in these interesting ways. So, uh, one was called the Kiwi. So it was a semi-translucent green with little flecks of black in it. It it literally looks like like a, uh, a cool. thing of kiwi. Or they have their ice cream float series, uh, where they um, have a color like root beer float or whatever. And then, uh, but they when they pour it, they pour one face is kind of a, a creamy opaque white, which would be the ice cream part or the, the the foam on the top. And then they pour the rest. So they all look sort of. Anyways, they they announced that uh, they would be selling candy corn dice and I went I'm in <laughs> and not only that I went and they had a thing saying dice bags and I was like I don't really need a dice bag but let me look candy corn dice bag I'm in so I barged I got myself a set of dice I don't need 
and a dice bag that looks like a candy corn to, to hold them and my and my uh uh was it uh nerdy show uh ghostbusters resurrection uh yeah. dice in ghostbusters slime gotta, dice. you gotta so uh yeah ice ice cream dice is the name of the company they it's, are beautiful uh, check, if you're if out. you're an rpg player if you're a dice person they are so pretty yeah go go check it out that's it that's um, my final thought but, i spent uh, i spent Nice. I spent a small portion of money on myself, <laughs> like I'm a human being. <laughs> and final thoughts. With go. human wants and um, desires. Well, I, I'll close this out with something I probably should have done at the top of the podcast. Uh, wish a happy belated birthday to Dapper Dan Shoning himself. Happy. Uh, we, we love you, man. Happy birthday. Uh, he did a wonderful uh, p- uh, picture for himself of the uh, Disney characters, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, all those guys as Ghostbusters. That's right, from the, uh, uh, that classic uh, cartoon. What was it? Ghost uh, Hunting or Ghost Hunters? Or? Go, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sp- duck duck spook, Busters spook or something hunters. like that. Yeah. But uh, so ha- happy birthday, Dan. We love you. Uh, keep up the good work. Can't wait to see what the, the future holds for you. Also, make sure you're picking up that Transformers uh, crossover We'll, we will be talking about it. I know a couple of people have, have, have hit us up like, when are you going to talk about the Transformers comic? Don't worry. We're going to do it as a whole uh, at, at, at a later date. But uh, we, we're not missing it. You guys have to pick it up and, and collect it and read it as as uh, as it comes along. And then we can talk about it in its entirety at a later date. Um, but uh, yeah, happy birthday, Dan. We love you. And until next week, everybody, see you all on the other See you. bit See you all on the other side. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Who you gonna call? We got Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh, oh, oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.